Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, and today's host is Ola Dantas, CEO and owner of Dwellin and also host of the Dwellin Show podcast and a multifamily syndicator. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate you having me today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, to share with me and my guests, uh, or yeah, me and my guests, me and my listeners. Uh, thank you for being on. Um, give my uh, give my listeners a little bit of your background. How did you get into uh, real estate? Yeah, thank you so much, David. Like I said, um, so I've actually been in the U.S. for about five years now. Um, you know, founded dwelling, um, you know, kind of, there was a backstory that I always like to, I always like to tell, I, I like to give, you know, the listeners a context as opposed to like, Hey, here is this person that has, you know, X amount of units or is doing, you know, X amount of millions of deals. I like to give some kind of background. Oh, definitely. So, Please do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, so my wife and I, we, like I said, we moved to the United States five years ago. We were, you know, living the American dream. We had, you know, great jobs. Um, you know, we had a luxury apartment um, in suburbia, Maryland. Pretty nice. Life was good, right? What, what, you know, what is there to, to really complain about, right? Um, it wasn't more of a complaining kind of thing for me. It was just that I felt that there was so much that one can do, right? Like we come to this life and I'm thinking, is this it? Go to work, come home, sleep do it again. So I had this kind of, yeah, sorry, go on, David. uh, It's, it's kind of like, okay, I, I, I get the American dream, but is this all of it? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's, there's gotta be something a little bit more exciting ish and add some kind of freedom to it. Right. Um, and I was kind of just thinking in my head and kind of trying to search for answers, but I didn't get very far. Um, in any case, a friend of mine called me from the UK and he says, hey, I'm going to be in Dubai. I want you to meet me there. I'm meeting with some investors and I really want, I need your help with my business. So can we, can we go? And the reason I bring this story up is, um, I'm going to kind of tie it back at the end is, you know, change, right, comes with the impute of new information. Yes. That's how change actually starts in, in, in our lives. And um, success is never a grandiose event, right? And for me, you know, this was just a call. So I had two options, right? I mean, when I got the call, um, I did what every wise man does, right? I prayed about it and I asked my wife, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yes. My wife was like, have you guys heard of Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, you know, any of these technologies that yeah. the world has now blessed us with? <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, maybe if I go on this trip, uh, maybe I learn, you know, one or two things that could help. And I was kind of, I'm, I'm just a curious mind anyway. Um, long story short, I was on a plane to Dubai. Um, you know, my friend and I were just kind of masterminding on his business, you know, for like three days straight, um, you know, pretty standard hotel room, you know, nothing fancy and go. Odin, like, you know, we all think of that part of the world, like went around Ferraris, none of that, right? Um, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. this was, this was the business class version of Dubai. This wasn't the high rollers with the, uh, you know, with the gold rolls. Yeah, and the, exactly. And the the exactly. Yeah. 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 This, you know, so I, I like to chip that in there. Um, so, you know, I, I just basically, you know, as I was with my friend, I, I realized, oh my goodness. I mean, he actually has a real estate business in the UK. And as I, I was helping him. I was like, oh my God, maybe I can do this in the US, right? Or something similar, right? Um, so it kind of got me thinking. 
And on my way back on the plane, I just started, I just started like thinking like, wow, what if I could do the same thing? What if this is possible? Right. I mean, he's doing it. I'm sure I could probably try at least. And, you know, got back home to the U S started kind of Googling really, um, you know, stumbled across bigger pockets, kind of went in all in, um, you know, I'm kind of a little bit obsessive, read <laughs> a lot of books, listened to all the, you know, all the podcasts, you know, this is about three, four years ago, just to give you some kind of context in the historical timeline here. And, you know, every podcast I listened to was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I was like, what is this about? So I picked up that book and I was like, oh my goodness, this guy has been like, he's basically telling me what I've been trying to tell myself or he's, he's basically teaching me what I've been trying to teach myself. Like it, like it was in my brain, right? The kind of whole question of, is this it to life? I just really, you know, could really connect with him. Right. So after that, um, a few months after that, my wife and I bought, bought our first building. It was a duplex in Baltimore, in a class A area in Baltimore. And, you know, we, we were, you know, we moved into the bottom um, half of that duplex and we had tenants. We inherited some tenants and with that deal. Pretty amazing deal, you know, um, but, you know, fast forward a little bit more into that, uh, you know, my wife and I, I like to tell the story the, the same exact way, you know, but my wife and I, we were, we were at home one, you know, faithful night, um, you know, doing what lovers do. Um, cooking, <laughs> yeah. cooking. <laughs> and, and then I told my wife, I was like, you know, I've noticed in the, in the, in the past few months, my account just keeps growing and growing and growing. Right. Cause we've got this new building and we're not, we're paying part of the mortgage, but not everything. So obviously you can keep more money. And, I was, and she was like, yeah, me too. Like, I, you know, I actually <laughs> do have money. I actually have money in my account as well. It doesn't come in and goes right out. Right. So we started thinking, oh my goodness, maybe we could just do this, more of this, right? Maybe we can buy more duplexes or buy more travel or whatever, or maybe do this at a larger scale. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we got to, you know, actually funding um, 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 our first, our business, dwelling, dwelling.com. And, you know, we obviously, you know, did that, looked for some great mentors, some partners. Um, we recently closed on a 160 unit apartment building in Houston, Texas. We're looking at a deal of about 100 plus units in a part of, um, you know, Texas right now. So um, as they say, you know, I won't say like the rest was history, but, you know, yeah, it, the, the history has been made for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it, you, got that, uh, you got that taste of that cash flow of, wait a second, we moved into this place and, oh, wait a second, um, they're paying part of our mortgage, we're paying a smaller part, and it's like, wait, we have cash after, you know, wait, wait a second, our, our accounts are going in a positive direction and not a, you know, it's like we're not, not uh, you know, scraping bottom every day, so it's like, this is uh we need to do more of this and that's yeah that, you, you know it's that's the point where you go wow uh real estate is cool and i love the fact that you found it so organically and you it was you know you you've seen a little piece of it and you're like wow uh yeah he's doing that note in the uk but uh there's plenty of real estate in the u.s so how do plenty. we uh, how do we get into this and and how do we start doing it and you you know, you, I, I preach to a lot of people, you know, action is, action is everything. You know, if you want to get someplace, you don't, you don't get anywhere sitting on your, on your rump. You have to get up, you have to do something. And you, 
started taking started taking steps in a direction and you know it's like okay cool the ball's rolling and um i i like where this is going let's do some more of it i i, I love that mindset and i love that uh that drive to just start doing something to start educating yourself and going hey um somebody else is doing it i want part of what they're doing and just taking the initiative to uh go for it yeah and like you know what's really funny as well david is don't forget you know my wife and i we were living in this luxury apartment it was comfortable um i never had to worry about what day the trash was being taken i never have to worry about property taxes i mean I mean, what is that? What is property? I mean, I didn't, I didn't even care about that, right? I didn't have to worry about parking, right? Because it was so comfortable. But obviously, when we bought this building, we now own this building. We knew exactly what property taxes were, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had to put the bin out and recycle every particular day. And we never could find parking because we bought it in the city. So we'd have to, like, go around the block a few times. You know, those New Yorkers know what I'm talking about. You know, you have to go round and round. And my, the reason I'm bringing that up is anybody listening to my voice and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I want to start this. That is fantastic. You have to be aware, though, that, in order to, you know, start to path your way to success, it's not all going to be comfortable. I feel like, you know, when I used to listen to podcasts in the beginning, I still do here and there, but the story is always like glossy and beautiful. And I made 50 grand and I closed like everything is so, look at me, I'm amazing. But the reality of the day to day is there will be some times where you'll be uncomfortable, but don't forget that's success pushing back, right? It's like gravity, right? That, that's why we human beings are not flying around every day because gravity, you know, all puts us down and holds us down for good yes. reason, right? Yes. Um, so at the end of the day, understand that, you know, going into any entrepreneurial venture, real estate investing included, takes some guts and it would, um, you have some days where things are not, fantastic as you want it to be but that's just life anyway regardless if you start real estate or not so having that at the back of your mind really helps well, well definitely and and i um you know i i i'm kind of a little bit of a rags to uh, a rags to to not so much rags uh not to riches yet but you know on that path and it's like look um it doesn't matter you know like you said you started off in a luxury apartment you had some rough days um if you're in not a luxury apartment and you know you're you're trying to figure your way out it's like look you're going to have rough days whether you live in the ghetto or you live in the white house or you live at the top of you know some building in new york you know uh you live in the penthouse whether you're in the penthouse or if you're in the basement you're going to have rough days so you might as well just accept that hey i'm going to have a rough day um I might as well make the most of my rough day because I don't know anybody that doesn't have rough days, whether it's the bum on the corner or the guy who is, you know, the CEO of, you know, Coca-Cola or whatever, you know, $22 million a year person. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has trouble. You might as well get used to it, embrace it because look, it's, it's not going to be rosy every day, no matter what you do, who you are. And I don't say this to be negative, that to me, this is a very positive statement that look, you're going to have stuff that you have to get over. You have to get through, you have to figure it out. And if you embrace that and go, Hey, I'm going to have to do this no matter what, um, I might as well do it in a venture and in a way that it is positive and it makes me grow. So 
embrace your struggles because your struggles and your pain, that is how you grow. Um, ask a, ask a 14 year old that's gone through growth spurts, you know, they suck, um, you know, and, and they're painful, but we all have a growing process. And, you know, if you're going to go through pain, which we all are, you might as well focus on something to get you to that next level and just, you know, say, Hey, pain, pain is pain is part of growth and growth is great. You know, so embrace, you, you know, instead of trying to fight the pain and, and avoid the pain, and I don't mean in physical pain, like, you know, like it's, it's hurting you, but you know, growth has pain and, and just embrace the pain going, Hey, I know it's coming. Let's just accept it. And you know, smash the gas pedal and move on through it. That's it. That's it. I love it. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it just, you, you have to, you have to have that mindset of just wrapping around pain and going, Hey, um, yeah, I didn't have to worry about property taxes and parking, but you know, for, to, to offset this, uh, my, my bank account growing at the, the end of three or four months into it and going, wow, this is how my, my bank account grew. Well, for that bank account to grow, you had to uh, start worrying about property taxes and you had to drive around the block a couple more times than what you were used to. It's, it's part of it, you know, it's part of your pain. It's part of the, the bill that is due. So it, we all got to pay the bill. Uh, yep. There's always, well, a, there's, but, a, there's always a price to pay, right? And there's never a discount. That's what I always say. <laughs> you got to pay the full price. <laughs> definitely. I, I mean, we, we all pay the price. Um, and that's like again, like I said, the the CEO or or or, or the, the the bum, the CEO, you know, or the 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 guy sitting on the corner that you know is just about ready to give up on life. You know, it's like, look, we all have pain. Might as well figure it out and try to make the best out of it because we're going to pay the price. Might as well get as much return for your investment as possible. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Totally agree. So how did you go from house hacking to uh, closing on a 160 unit in Houston? Luck. I'm joking. No. no even, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, even close. So, you know, like I said, we, we had this, um, this duplex. Things were going great. Um, I started getting ready to, you know, shift into multifamily syndication. And I met a partner that was like, hey, you know, why don't we like start flipping houses? You know, we can flip a house, make a hundred thousand, make a f you know, 50,000 a pop. I was like, oh, oh, hello. Um, this sounds really <laughs> interesting, you know? <laughs> so I caught a disease called um, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> and I like to say all of this for anyone listening to me. I mean, the purpose of this podcast is to you know, educate, right? I mean, I try to entertain as well, but, you know, to educate and, and like, you know, pick parts of the story that works for you and whatever you don't like from what I say, you can throw that in the trash, but most of it might be good and I could help. So I was on this path, you know, to really go full throttle. I met this partner. It's like, hey, let's flip houses. So we flipped a few houses, but I realized that I did not like flipping. I didn't have the temperament for flipping. Um, I was a little bit of a perfectionist, so I had to go to all my sites every single day, make sure like I had like a whole project management timeline chart that my contractors could never understand anyways. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll take my, you know, my iPad and say, Hey, look, we're, we're like, you know, we're like, we're like four weeks, you know, um, behind our timeline. Our budget is, is busted. Like, you know, but, but anyway, whatever. So <laughs> 
I realized it wasn't for me. Um, I realized I didn't like dealing with the city, you know, the calm, you know, this was not right. That it, I just didn't like all, it. All, all the stuff that HGTV kind of glosses over and doesn't they tell cut you that. that part. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. that part. Yeah, yeah, all the all the parts that end up on the uh, on, on the editing room on the editor's floor. Yeah, that's all the stuff that you know. It's like, yeah, HGTV at all. It looks so. Oh, oh, you know, we're gonna have like three problems in the whole thing, um, and we're gonna call somebody, and you know, it may take a couple days, and it's gonna be all good and go, and you know, and in thirty days we sell it and we make a boatload of money. I know. I watched. I watched too many of those episodes. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and the reality is, is it's um, yeah, flipping flipping makes very good income. But at the end of the day, unless you get lucky or you have a fantastic system where you're not doing any of it, absolutely, um, it's a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a job. There's nothing passive about it. And and at the end of the day, as well, it's like everybody has a different, obviously, personality. So you know, try to figure out what kind of person you are. You know, because if you don't have that kind of personality or temperament, I call it. Um, don't, don't go into, you have to try to find a match between who you think you are and what you think you like doing. Now there's going to be try and error, like in my case, and that's fine. I tried it, you know, did okay, but didn't like it. Um, so I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go back. Right. But that took literally took about a year and, and a year and a half or so away from my journey. Right. And that is key. That's a long time, <laughs> you know, um, especially that's, that's, that there's the lesson right there. Anybody that's listening, there's the lesson of why, you know, just look, whatever your lane is. And if you haven't found your lane and you have to try one or two things, uh, okay, just take a little, a, a little taste. Don't take six months, a year into it, you know, Look at it and go, you know, talk to other people who are doing it. Understand what it is that you're getting into. So that way you're not distracted by the shiny object syndrome. And once you get, once you, once you make up your mind and you go, okay, I want to do multifamily or okay, I want to do mobile home parks. Okay. I want to do flipping, whatever your avenue is that you want to stick to, or, you know, you want to do stick to your lane, hop in your car mash the gas pedal down as hard as you can, put everything you have into it, put blinders on and go, I don't care about self-storage. I don't care about mobile home parks. I do multifamily. If it doesn't have, you know, and and be very specific about what it is you do. And the more specific you get, the better off you'll be. But just stay away from the shiny objects. It's like, look, you, 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 you you have to jump in, put the blinders on and go, Look, the rest of the world just does not matter at this moment until you get proficient at it. And then you go, okay, things are rolling along. I got this. And then you can go look at other stuff. But until you're, until, until what you're working on can run by itself, until you get to that point where, okay, this, you know, this, this project, uh, I can step away for two weeks and things run good. Then you can go look at something else, but, you know, stay in your lane. Totally, totally agree. You know, totally agree. I mean, you said a lot of a lot of good things in there, and and for me, you know, what's even fascinating was, 
I knew about the shiny object syndrome. I was very, I was acutely aware of it, <laughs> but I still fell for it. Um, you know, so that's even, it makes it a lot more interesting, right? Um, so in any case, you know, we, we did a few projects. Um, I realized it wasn't for me. So I kind of went back, you know, on my, on my, on my lane. But at, at this time I was kind of far back. Um, you know, especially with my some of my peers, um, we have a syndication group, and I, I have a mentor as well. Um, then that was helping me, so I kind of had to start from scratch, push myself. Now, for syndication, is a relatively complex um, um, strategy, right? Syndication, yes. not multifamily, right? Just syndication as as a concept, and essentially what that means for those that, if this is your first podcast, essentially what you're doing is you're pulling together investors um, to pull funds and deploy those funds to buy a building, usually um, an apartment building that you wouldn't be able to buy by yourself, right? And there's different, you know, regulations, 506C, we don't want to get into all of that, but essentially that's what that is. Um, So for me, the way I made that transition to answer your question, right, um, was to partner, right? Um, Because, just doing a 11.5 million deal or 10 million deal by yourself, um, unless you're like a Saudi prince um, or like a really rich guy from <laughs> Dubai or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and if, and even if you're a Saudi prince, you still need your attorneys. You need you need you know title people. You need insurance. Like there's a lot of people that you oh, need to help. It's I, I love to say this is a team sport. You know, it's uh, think think of think of anything except for like golf and singles tennis and even even people who play single sports, they still have a team, you know, because like, look, the golfer, he has a caddy, he has a coach, uh, you know, a singles tennis player still has a coach, still has training staff. So it's like, look, nothing, almost nothing you ever do is by yourself. You need a team. Look for your team, build your team. That's a vital, important part of it. Yeah, I mean, no mine is an island. That's my that's my my quintessential classic line, you know. So, you know, basically, kind of coalesced with you know a lot of people, and we kind of just came together and were able to get this deal um, out of Houston, Texas. You know, so we closed on it. Um, actually, I think I was an asset management call um, a few weeks um, ago as well. Asset is doing well. Um, so we're at a point now that we're kind of closing, um, closing in on ex- executing our business plan, which essentially is just a value add, um, you know, project. Uh, we're working from kind of inside out. Um, we speak to our boots on the ground, our property management company, and they're kind of overseeing that. Um, I'm obviously open to go visit that asset as well in the next um, month or so. So that's doing pretty well. And then also we got this new deal, um, 100 and something plus. It's, it's actually currently on the contract, so I can't really... Um, tell you so much. Um, it's it's a hundred plus. Um, it's in a, it's in a, it's a very unique area in Texas. Um, obviously, we like Texas um, a lot. So we're, we've got on a contract. Um, we're obviously pulling funds um, together as well on, on that. Um, typically from you know friends and family. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing. Um, but that's actually a really unique um, opportunity because we actually own the building. Um, adjacent, um, our partners and I actually own that building. So we're buying the building across the road and we're trying to integrate the two communities. Um, So on their own is, you know, it could work, but together we can attract institutional buyers at the end, our disposition phase. So we're going to say, hey, you know, hey, institutional buyer, we've got these two apartments. They're now one. You know, there's actually a, a creek running in between the two assets, and we'll 
we're going to actually build a bridge and we've got, you know, permission from the city to actually build a bridge. So kind of really integrate the two. So yeah. when we're done and we say, hey, institutional buyer, this is a 300 or something plus unit, come and take it off us. So we're really um, looking to execute on, on that deal in the next year or so. Yeah. So we're really excited. Um, we can't really complain. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, and that that's that's the creative part of, you know, what we do is looking at, okay, well, these are two, you know, you got this complex and this complex, but, you know, it's like, well, um, yeah, I want the one next to it. So that way we can put the two of them together and then we have even a bigger thing. And even if, even if you weren't planning on this position, you know, so soon down the road, it still makes a great idea of like, okay, the economy is of scale for, you know, you know, if you go from, 120 units to 300 units or whatever the numbers are. You, you see what I'm saying. Um, but you, you're able to increase your economy of scale because, well, Hey, bug guy. Um, yeah, we're going to do both complexes, you know, knock 5% off. Um, and you can go through that and do that with, you know, tons and tons of your services that you go, Hey, um, yeah. Instead of, you know, instead of 150, it's 300 units. What are you going to do for me now? And that drives your ROI for both complexes. You know, it drives it up and up, you know. So, you know, that's just the the creativity of, uh, you know, commercial real estate being creative and, and creativity can, it equals dollar signs at the end of the day. Um, totally agree. Uh getting kind of a little long on this one. Um, what's a, what's a way that you like to give back to your community? So, um, we've been, we've got, a the one house pledge, which essentially is us trying to donate a house, um, to a family every year. We've been trying to do that now, um, with some challenges. So we're trying to do something called a vacay pledge where we travel to a country and we actually, you know, dwelling actually does something for people in that part. Um, my wife is Filipino. Um, I was in Manila last year, so we realized there was a particular part of the the city where, you know, a lot of folks living kind of in the shanty that had a lot of issues with, you know, dental care. So we're looking to kind of go back and, and help, just kind of just help educate, give out toothbrushes, toothpaste. Um, for anybody listening to them, I think, well, really, yeah, they're actually part of the world where that's the thing. So we're looking to do that and we'll call that the VK pledge. We're going to have some of our friends come to obviously enjoy the city, but obviously give back as well. Um, so that's, that's one thing that's really, awesome. really um, close to our, our high, yeah, dwelling. Awesome. Awesome, man. Um, I thank you so much for, for, for hopping on the show. Um, if my listeners have questions or want to get a hold of you or are interested in, in doing, you know, uh, learning more about what you're doing, what's uh, some of the ways that they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So, I mean, you can pretty much just search my name, Oladantes. I'm pretty ubiquitous on the internet. <laughs> you you kind of miss me. I'm the only one in the world. Um, so you just, if we, you know, just search for me. But if you want to be more specific, you can go on to, you know, investwithola.com. That's investwithola.com. And that just basically takes you, redirects you to our site, sodwelling.com. Or you can just reach out to me on, on Instagram, um, on Facebook, um, you know, wherever, or just send me an email or, you know, all at dwelling.com. And also jump on, check out his podcast too. And, uh, you know, uh, do, do the, Thank you. you know, jump, jump, jump on, jump on the websites, give them thumbs up and, you know, like, and follow them. So, 
um, you know, just uh, we, 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 we always love to plug, uh, you know, fellow podcast hosts and, and make sure that uh, word gets out about their shows too. Uh, you know, just that's my personal thank you for popping on my podcast is, hey, um, you, you, you spent the time listening to this one, listen to Ola's too. Uh, thank you. Know, you. Get, get you thank some you, more uh, education. So, Ola, thank you yeah. so much for, uh, for your time and sharing your wisdom and helping educate my listeners. Uh, until the next time that we can have you on, man, I appreciate it and thank you. Thank you.